I am now giving um, guided meditation on death and so you know the, it's, it's suggested you know that we do the uh, meditation on death on a regular basis and it also is kind of part of these five recollections we do every evening and we suggested to do that <coughs> ideally on a, on a daily basis you know in order to do exactly that what Ayas and Dusika was speaking to earlier today you know to really integrate those givens of life you know like anyone who is born is going to die and that's not a personal shortcoming or a personal mistake or anything of that nature but it's just like anyone who is born you know with it comes the fact you know that death comes along with birth the first moment you know when we come out of our mother's womb that is with us and some don't make it out alive we can even die in the womb even before we are fully you know nine months old so and you know and that's something to train ourselves in to have like a to exercise those perceptions. That's the same thing, you know, when we're going to go to a competition or to an exam, we don't just, you know, start learning five minutes before or training five minutes before the exam or the competition. Ideally, you know, we've built up over many, many years, you know, our muscles and our understanding our learning so that then when when the time comes we can recall it and we can put it into practice and that's what the marana sati it's called in pali the meditation on death you know affords us because you know it's it uh, works it works with two quite unconscious defense mechanisms the first one is you know to pretend that death doesn't really affect me. Somehow, you know, it does affect others, but never really thinking about it's going to affect me as well. So there's this unconscious bias, not me. And the other one is pushing death into the future, not now. So those two assumptions, they go and be confronted by that meditation practice and they become maybe slightly more conscious, you know, and that's what it's all about, to become conscious of those unconscious materials. And, you know, slowly but surely, you know, putting life into it, seeing life from a different perspective, and because of that, you know, also priorities might start to shift. What's really important? You know, as Antusika was mentioning about when her father died, that was a real wake-up call for her. And in my case, it was when my mother died. When I was 28, she died quite suddenly from a horse riding accident. And that was also <coughs> a huge waking up for me. And my priorities shifted. I couldn't even, I couldn't stop it. <coughs> it was just happening. And... And also what's a byproduct of that meditation is, you know, what, what do you need to clear up before you die? 
And, you know, it's much easier to forgive if we contemplate death and also to ask for forgiveness with, with you know, having that so clear. We, we simply become more alive. And that's a real paradox, you know. We become more alive by reflecting on the fact that we're going to die. <coughs> because it, it, you know, really facing the ignorance about that head-on by bringing up those reflections. And if you don't consider that, it's much easier to get lost in the world, you know, in all of the, the pushes and pulls of the world. Brings up this sense of urgency or some vega, as Antusika was mentioning. You know, that sense of urgency, some vega, is, is you know, is, uh, come, come, comes up because we, we are realizing, you know, nibida, that things are, are very different than from what we originally kind of assumed. And there's that sense of things starting to, you know, fade away and, and kind of make space for a different way of understanding ourselves. And that propels us more and more towards the practice. Because we can see that's the best protection. You know, even if we're going to die and we don't know when that happens, the practice is our protection. And that's exactly, you know, why this is such an important recollection. And Ajahn Chah, you know, is on record for having said, die before you die. So, you know, come to terms with dying before you're dying. So when the time of death comes, you, you're ready. You're ready to embrace it. So let us just now, you know, do a guided meditation on death together. And... Uh, you know, the meditation I'm guiding us in has three main themes and three sub-themes. And, you know, as we are sitting, I'm going to recite those and, and you can just, your, your work is to just let them sink in. And that the first main theme is death is inevitable. The second one is arrival of death is uncertain. And the third is when we die, we have to relinquish everything. That's the three main themes. And then at the end, you know, we're gonna we're gonna condense those three into just one, which is simply death is inevitable. So please, you know, find a posture you can sustain for around 30, 40 minutes. You know, we, we're going to do this practice and then we can sit silently on our own afterwards. So again, you know, allow your breath to take you into the body.
You're feeling your weight on the cushion, on the chair. And if you're lying down, that's also fine. Just need to be careful that you don't fall asleep. If you feel a little bit tired, maybe you just had lunch. Maybe you want to take a deep breath <coughs> and open your eyes. So the first theme is death is inevitable. And there we have three sub-themes. How do we know this? How do we know that death is inevitable? Every other being who lived before me has died. Powerful kings and queens of the past, presidents, the wealthy, the famous, the glorious ones, the holy ones, all have died. I can't be an exception. Then the second sub-theme is death comes along at the moment of birth. We always think death lies in the future, but actually at the moment I am born, my death has co-arisen. Always lurking in the background. When causes and conditions come, I have to die. Or I will die. And you know, please check your posture and your presence of mind because you know this uh, kind of meditation can easily we can easily kind of uh, you know zoom out kind of a bit of a like a defense you know against allowing that to, to come into the into awareness opening your eyes might really be helpful here Every moment I am moving ever closer to death. At morning when the sun rises, it moves ever closer to sunset. So from birth 
over the prime of life to old age, ever closer to death every year, every month, every day, every hour, every second, every minute, every second. I draw closer to my end. And just, you know, as you're listening to what I'm saying, or as you're hearing what I'm saying, just also see how the mind relates to it. You know, is it kind of just skimming the surface and is kind of quite tentative? You know, kind of going here and there. Just noticing it. There's nothing wrong with whatever is happening. But just noticing how the mind relates to this. Can it, you know, what, what kind of a relationship the mind has to this information? To really allow it to inform us, come into our form, let it sink in. Not judging it, but just noticing that. So that was the, the first main theme, death is inevitable, how do we know this, death comes along at the moment of birth, and every moment I'm moving ever closer to death. And then come to the next theme, arrival of death is uncertain. The time of death is unpredictable. You know, some die at birth or before that, some die as children. Adolescence, in the prime of their life, middle age, old age, we don't know when. We just don't know when. And the place of my death is unpredictable. Can be hospital, can be in my room, can be, you know, in a... Can be driving in a car, being in a plane, 
walking in the forest, walking, you know, somewhere down the road in the city, can happen anywhere, any place, very remote or very crowded place. The place of my death is unpredictable. And the cause of my death is also unpredictable. can be a stroke, cancer, an accident, getting killed somewhere, drowning, Then the last of the, no, it's actually the third of the main themes is when we die, we have to relinquish everything. All material possessions and status. Position, name, fame, all external acquisitions have to be left behind. Everything has to be left behind. And also all who are near and dear to us. Separated from parents children, spouse, friends, relatives, sangha,
My body and my personality, my whole identity based on it must be given up. We were saying the body is like a riding animal. It belongs to nature. We can only take our karmic volitions, formations and disposition of character you know, which we have been cultivating. That's what comes with us. You know, that's what's going to be preserved in the mainstream. The habit patterns. everything else you know will be left behind so you know in the beginning we just go through the main themes and then uh, the sub themes and then we make another round, we just go through all of the main themes one more time and then ending with the summary of it all. So again, death is inevitable. Arrival of death is uncertain. When we die, we have to relinquish everything. Death is inevitable. That's the you know, sentence which encapsulates the whole practice. Death is inevitable. And then I just, you know, paying attention to the breathing and see, you know, how that, that, that contemplation, how that 
affects you in the body and bringing a sense of you know loving kindness metta You know, as you can feel that the, maybe there's a bit of a friction coming up as you allow this information to sink in. And bring kindness to it. Allowing the matter, you know, to be felt, spreading it out through your own body with the in-breath. Then allowing it, you know, to radiate out with the out breath. Without any pressure.
and then you know with the in breath you know contemplating this might be my last breath and with the out breath just letting go into the spaciousness into the mystery, into the vastness we are coming from that mystery, we are coming from that vastness and we are going back into that So the listening into the silence, into the space in which doesn't end at the walls of this room 
and then you know dropping the spaciousness and just being becoming aware of that which knows about the space being a you know conscious awareness Knowing And just resting as that knowing. And then, you know, for the last part of the meditation, again coming back to the body, the weight on the cushion on the chair.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.